It's December 15th, 2023, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Well, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Merry Kwanzaa, Merry Festivus, all the Marys. Hope everyone is doing well. It is already the middle of December, and I don't know what happened with that. But all I keep thinking is it's only 12 days until we go to Key West. Yay! Yay me! Yeah, I, I, we don't have nearly as exciting Christmas plans as you. We're, we're going to stay here and watch everybody, every friend, dog, every friend's dog who is going out of town for them while, they, while they're gone. And hopefully build up enough goodwill so that when we actually do have the time to go out of town, we can ship ours off to them. So that's, I think that's the, the remnant of a plan that we have that is our holiday. <laughs> well, well, that's a plan. I mean, whether, you know, it's not like you're, you're going sleigh riding or anything just, just dramatic. Hon- honestly, I, I, will, I will tell you the best Christmas Eve I think we ever had was a year that we ended up doing the fa- part of the family we do Christmas Eve with. We had to do it like a week earlier because my stepsister was heading to North Carolina to see my nephew. And so she wasn't going to be in town. So we did it the weekend before. And we were sitting around on Christmas Eve going, oh, this is awesome. We don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to see anybody. Like threw on pajamas. We got some wine. We just watched Christmas movies. I mean, it was like so, so amazing, which sounds sounds kind of sad really but it was amazing i I think that's you know doing something low-key like that for christmas isn't necessarily a bad thing oh no and and you know i've I've thought about that as well like what would happen if we were to just ditch all tradition just shut the doors and just actually relax and enjoy ourselves rather than you know putting up a putting up something big for friends and family and all that stuff and like man as an introvert that sounds awesome but you would end up paying for it for the for the all of 2024 until the next Christmas. Oh, most likely, yes, <laughs> completely. But anyway, guys, so so it's the middle of December. This is our last podcast for the year. We don't have anything really planned to talk about. Just kind of chit chatting and and talking about what's going on. We were thinking we might talk about some of our favorite podcasts, except I can't remember most of the podcasts, which sounds terrible because I'm typically the one that edits them and. By the time I'm done editing, I can basically quote the entire podcast. But for some reason, I'm like, I'm drawing a blank. I'm like, what did we talk about this year? Is this, is do I mean do you do you have a favorite that we did this year? I'm I'm going through my <laughs> I'm going through all of my my podcast episodes just on my phone just to see, you know, though yeah, I I don't I don't have one. Ooh. That's true. I so the one that I'm probably most proud of this year is the one that addresses um, the artificial turf. Like, and we just did that one just recently too. But I really enjoyed, and I know this sounds bad, but I really enjoyed bashing artificial turf because it 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 fits my worldview of of how people should be taking care of their property and just doing enough basic research into that not not and again i'm coming into it with all kinds of bias but if you do enough just absolutely basic research into the product itself to me at least not not and i'm and i know this isn't everybody's conclusion but to me the logical conclusion after reading 
most of that should be, yeah, this stuff is horrible. I really don't want to put it on anything that I own. And to me, that was fun to, to me, that was fun to, to see in action and, and in, in the stuff that I was reading. So. Well, well too, I think it gives you an opportunity to geek, geek out a little bit, do, do a lot of research and, and do some digging, which you like to do versus me who feels very off the cuff about things. I think not that I don't have an opinion, but I feel like I tend to fly more by the seat of my pants when it comes to a lot of this, even though, I mean, you'll send me a script and I'm like, okay, well that sounds okay. You know, and, and, but still kind of, kind of make it go just sort of go. I, I don't know how else to put it. And I think, I think probably, I won't say favorite episode, but, but those are the episodes, the, the ones where we don't have a super structured podcast where we have an idea of what we're going to talk about, but like this one, well, <laughs> we, do, we don't have a, a very structured podcast. So we're just more talking. It's more conversational. And guys, if you've listened, sometimes you can really tell when we are, we are reading script when, when it's, it's very, it feels very pulled together, very, all the sentences make sense. You know, where you're like, wow, that sounds great. And it's like, if I'd written it and was going to publish it in a blog and, and everything, so, you know, all the grammar's there and whatever, and I'm not coming up with random, <laughs> random words and stuff. But I think those, to me, those are the more fun though, that, that, that sometimes, because that sometimes we get the best stuff out of it. I mean, you and I talk all the time. Uh, of course, we talk all the time off off of the recording. We talk about the times when we just started the conversation. We were like, okay, this is going to be the topic. And then we just start talking. And suddenly, we've gone five or six minutes on this topic. And we hadn't started recording yet. And so we have to go back and kind of recreate all that. And I think that to me is, isn't necessarily you know, the, the what's the best, ep- the my favorite episode. But I think those for me are, are the to me, the better episodes, the best episodes. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, and, and I think we're opposites in that respect because like, I always get a little nervous when I don't have a solid foundation of what I'm going to say under my feet. It to use a, an architecture metaphor there. So, so to me that all the, all the research and the prep work and, and maybe a script or two that really goes into it, that, it, it helps it helps my brain even if we aren't necessarily sticking to it it helps my brain kind of process okay this is how the conversation is probably going to go so that way I can have different things in the back of my mind just ready to be able to just let loose whenever the the moment hits I I, I can see that I think that helps ground you quite a bit before we get going and that and that makes sense to me and 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 you know we're talking about the the off off scripted moments where we weren't recording, we just had like a five minute conversation before we started this about nimbyism. And I think that's going to play into one of the podcasts next year because there, there was a great article about um, some people, a neighborhood in Frisco being upset that a crematorium was being built at the, in the um, cemetery next to their neighborhood. And it brings up all those issues about nimbyism. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that's the not in my backyard. So all that nimbyism. So that's that's potentially a podcast. And there are podcasts we didn't get to this year. I think there's a we keep planning a whole series of the five senses. And for, <laughs> for some reason, I think some of it has to do with our our not so rigid adherence to schedule. But you know, those that that series of podcasts needs to happen. And uh God, there was one other that I think we're gonna do. Is it roofing? I can't remember. There was, there was one of the podcasts we were, we were going to talk about, 
and it was a a rep that um oh it was the roofing material that actually helped fight against the heat island effect in in urban areas that's it that was it yeah and and the uh the other thing we didn't get to do this year and and I think it's more of not necess- not necessarily scheduling on our end but but their end trying to talk to some of the people who are organizing architectural unions so getting the architecture uh, architecture workers together and forming actual unions so they have some some power when negotiating salaries and working conditions with architecture firms so hopefully we can get hopefully we can get all those podcasts into next year because we don't have time this year, because you know it's the end of the year. I, I'm not sure what else to, to to plan for next year. Is there anything particular you want to touch on? I did find I did find a really cool program where and that that I'd like to to highlight at the beginning, depending on when how where we get to it. But there's a really cool program going on in Detroit where they're installing technology under the streets that can charge electric vehicles as they drive. And this may be a little self-serving on my end because I have an electric vehicle, but that's cool. And I want to get more into that, see what they're doing. And and it's a cool piece of the built environment that, it, again, selfishly directly impacts me, but <laughs> would also be really cool to to find more about and, and how they plan on capitalizing on this new idea so yeah i I remember seeing that article thinking oh god it's just it's and maybe it's it's what's coming in the next technology because more as as more people hopefully the price of electric cars will will start to come down more people can afford them and that'll be some technology that that happens more often than not and we start seeing that more because i I think that's pretty cool and and i don't have an electric car so i just think it's kind of cool so (laughs) So yeah, um, so so we'll see we'll see what we get into next year for the podcast. But at the moment, I have been sort of enjoying. So so as you guys know from from previous podcasts, we walk the dogs in the morning, we walk the dogs in the afternoon, or in the summertime, in the morning when it was only eighty five and nine o'clock at night when it was only ninety. So we get up and walk the dogs, and it's been butt numbingly cold <laughs> to say the least. Quite a few mornings recently. But one of the things that's fun is that everyone still leaves their their Christmas lights on, or most people do. So you you walk through the neighborhood and all the Christmas lights are on, or most of the Christmas lights are on. But the best thing is seeing all the inflatables in people's yards because it's just this random collection of things. It seems like it's like you know, it's sometimes it makes sense like there's a thing going, and then sometimes it's just these random things. The uh, posted a picture to my Instagram of one of the neighbors. They have the Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus, and then like five or six feet away is a giant inflatable thing of Olaf from Frozen. And some of those things I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't really seem to go together, but whatever. But I think my favorite, I think my favorite so far this year was on the way to work, passing a house. And they had the, you know, they had Frosty the Snowman and sort of this back of a pickup truck thing, which looked really cool. And, you know, very fun and festive. And then they had like an inflatable manger scene that's very cute. And I swear to sweet Jesus. And apparently this is not the only one because James has seen this too. An inflatable Bucky's beaver in the front yard for Christmas. Oh, that's when you know you're really in Texas. 
Yes, that that is definitely knowing that you're in Texas. That is that is, and I desperately need to get a picture of it because I'm like, you know, I a few years ago uh, when we were buying our new Christmas tree, we were somewhere. I think I think the place we actually ended up getting the tree, and I look up and there's an inflatable T-Rex holding a Christmas present. And I thought that looks so much like so much fun. And James is like, we are not putting that in the front yard. I'm like, Oh, but come on. It'd be so cute. Um, So, you know, okay. If nothing else, I didn't put a Bucky's beaver (laughs) beaver in my front yard. The T-Rex is at least a step down from that. I would hope anyway, but yeah, it's been, it's been, I don't know. Do you guys, does your neighborhood do a lot of lights and stuff? You know, we're the horrible people who leave our lights up year round and just unplug them and then plug them back in the next year. Just, just, just because I just did not, ha- we have twins and I just do not have time to go up on a ladder and do all that because the, the both kids want to come outside and help. And I'm just like, Oh gosh, no, that's just a recipe for disaster. You, you know, we have a term for that, you know? Yeah, I know. But, but so, <laughs> yeah so so but our neighborhood so our neighborhood does do lights but it's been interesting because some people go really hard in our neighborhood for halloween and some people go really hard for christmas so there's this really brief overlap where some of our neighbors haven't taken down their giant 10 foot or 12 foot tall skeletons and other neighbors are you know blasting you know christmas music and have all the lights in the tree and everything else up so when i was walking when i took my usual walks around the neighborhood you know you you'd see the 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 12 foot tall skeleton across the street which our neighbors they finally just took down a few days ago actually but then you know you get a good mixture of halloween and christmas until everybody finally gets on the same page after thanksgiving and just says okay it's about time to to get into the christmas spirit well now see see if i if i was the person putting up one of those giant skeletons and there's one of the houses in our neighborhood that has two you know what we're going to leave it up through Christmas. I'm going to wrap some tinsel around it, throw a Santa hat on the top, and we're good and we'll call it the day because that thing has to be horrible to take down and figure out where to store. But that's me. And and you can play it off as like Nightmare Before Christmas. So like it, it all works. Thank you. I, the, perfect. If, yeah. if you're a Tim Burton fan. Yeah. Well, there there is one house in our neighborhood that has. We were, we were walking the dogs, and I'm like, let's let's take the longer longer loop because. The, probably more like we need to wear them out. So we took the longer loop and we're coming down the street and I'm like, Oh my God, this guy's got probably a 15 foot tall inflatable Christmas tree in his yard along with um, some other large inflatable figures underneath it. Uh, And then, and then that's on the side yard in the main yard. He still has another Christmas tree and a Christmas tree on the porch. So, I mean, they go hard. I mean, these, this this house they go hard, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure he'll tell you it's for his his daughter who's very young, but I'm, I think he really gets into it. And then there's the house around not not the, it's still in the neighborhood, but it's sort of like down the street and around the corner and around the curve. They have lights up on the front of the house, and they're all all tuned and timed into or tied into the one of the radio stations here, and so this playing Christmas music. 24 seven. So all the lights respond to what's playing on the radio and it's just a, you know, flashy light show kind of thing. I'm like, okay, if you, if you're prone to seizures, you don't go by the house. 
but that, I mean, that's, that's that kind of hardcore going for it. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun to kind of just walk around and see that sort of stuff and see what's going on and, and what everyone's, everyone's really getting into. Um, but I'm, I'm going to have to, I definitely have to get a picture of the, of the Bucky's beaver and, and maybe next year I can talk James into the T-Rex because we, we tend to just put up lights out front uh, on the front of the house. And then we do take ours down though. Uh-huh. But we, we put lights up on the front of the house and a wreath. And so we keep it pretty simple. And for the first time in the 22 and a half years we've lived here, the house next door to us has Christmas lights in all this time. They've, there has never been Christmas lights, but the guy who bought it had the company come out and string up red and white Christmas lights and it looks fantastic. And it's just exciting to see, which is, is it's a shame that that should be exciting, but, but I think it's fun. So, so yeah. And, and hopefully, hopefully maybe next year we'll do a little more, but we'll see. So speaking of designing for Christmas, since we're kind of on that subject, I have a neighbor who, and he does the same thing that I do. He leaves his lights up year round, but they're a little bit more tastefully done because they're integrated with the soffit in the house. So it actually works a little better for him than it does for, for us. <laughs> but the, the lights are the programmable type where he can change the color based on the time of year and, and the holiday that comes around. So like when we passed by his house for Halloween, you know, they were lit up bright orange and, you know, he had the appropriate decorations to go with it. And then of course, now that it's Christmas, He's changed those lights to the green and red traditional just Christmas lights. But I looked up his system because he told me what it was. It was really cool. He's like, oh, yeah, they've got all different color combinations. Like They'll do red, white, and blue for 4th of July. And, you know, you can do all green if for, for like St. Patty's Day. And so I was like, oh, so I guess if you, I guess if you, you know, have enough forethought, you can just program your lights to the to the holidays and just leave them up year round. And, and that greatly appealed to the person who actually did that this year. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. I think that'd be fun to have because I'm also the person who I hate putting up the Christmas tree because it's just so much. You know, the I, I think honestly, it's more the fluffing part. You know, decorating it's fine, but it's like getting all the limbs fluffed and all that sort of business. I would be happy leaving up the Christmas tree year round and just decorating it for the season. Uh, <laughs> I think James would kill me um, if I did that, but it's, it's real tempting to do it just because I'm like, Oh, we have to take it down now. This is awful. Well, it also sounds like, it also sounds like you have a, a fake tree as well, which. Oh yeah. Faye and I can't agree on whether or not to do a fake tree or a real tree. So we've compromised. And so every other year is a fake tree. And then the off years are uh, real trees. And it always makes me happy because this year just happened to be a real tree year. And it was great. Well, that's awesome. Have you seen the, the Instagram post with the woman who found the possum in her tree? Oh, gosh. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she she got the whole thing decorated, and suddenly there's like this little face looking out from it uh, among the branches. This little possum in her, tr- in her tree. I'm like, I just have to abandon the house. I'd be like, we're done. I'm I'm good. You know, you you enjoy it. I'm I'm gone. But yeah, I, I saw that. I'm like, okay, another good reason not for not not to have a real tree. Which of course makes me think of Christmas Vacation, where the squirrel is in the tree and comes leaping out at everybody. But yeah, so so anyway, so. It's it's been it's been fun. I mean, it's fun to kind of walk through the neighborhood and, and see what's going on and, and check out everyone's decorations and think, okay, yeah, maybe we need to do a little more next year. But we'll 
we'll see what happens with that. Maybe, maybe I'll get my T-Rex. But the other thing too is, um, oh, I was going to say, crap, forgot. Well, shit, Matthew, what was I going to transition to? We could always, we could always remind, we could always remind everybody that it's that time of year again where it, where you definitely need to start getting your continuing educations if you're an architect in a row or any other profession that requires uh, continuing education credits. My wife uh, is an account is a CPA and she has to she does her holiday push as well. So it's for everybody out there who who has some continuing education left to do before the end of the year. Well, time to get on it because uh, those are going to be due a lot sooner than you think. Oh yeah, tick tick tick. The uh, Rick and Ryan in my office are you know he's an accountant, and she's not an accountant; she's a registered agent. But she still has to do all the same continuing education. So this week they have been doing it virtually. So starting Monday from like ten in the morning till like five forty in the afternoon. And now mind you, Rick and Tom tend to leave around two thirty at the latest, sometimes three. And Ryan will leave about 3.30 because she has to go pick up her son. So it's a late night for everybody. And there's like four days of it. So, and honestly, if I paid attention, I'd probably pick up some of what they're being taught. But it's it's just, you know, it's, they have their speakers on and it's not quite loud enough for me to hear it distinctly. So maybe maybe I'm just picking up some by osmosis. But yeah, I've got I've got four and a half hours left for me. And thank God it's only four and a half hours. Yay me. Because I've certainly been on more than one occasion in a worse spot. And architects are terrible about, about making sure that stuff is done. But you have to do all 12? Yeah. This year is going to be fun for me. I'm probably going to cram them in towards the that week between Christmas and New Year's when everybody just kind of disappears. And I have a quiet moment just to knock everything out. But yes, I still unfortunately have all 12 hours to do. I, I imagine I'll get around to it, but it'll that, that, it'll be a an interesting adventure and race towards the the new year. Yeah, yeah. Well, that happens, and with with the potential for a podcast, if we come across anything particularly ridiculous. So hey, well that's perfect. You you have an entire week of of doing continuing education credits. We could have like twelve podcasts right there. <laughs> just depending on how bad the topics are. So yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, it's that magic time of year, but, but we hope everyone is having, having a fun holiday so far and has a, have a, has a fun new year's planned anyway. And we will be back in 2024. And as usual, if you want to get in touch with us, you know how to do it. It's Larry at spotteddogarchitecture.com or at spotteddogarch on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at addingarchitecture.com or on Instagram at addingarch. And then you can always find the podcast at architecturegeeks.com or on Instagram at archgeekspodcasts. Thank you all for listening to us this year, and we will catch you guys in 2024.